So Lisette is oh, gone. The, Lisette's gone. Yeah. I was thinking, I was trying to think of a cold open. I was like, I, I feel like I had something. But yeah, so so yesterday, yeah. Um, we finally had, we had our last day with Lisette. She, I mean, we had over a month notice. And ultimately, it came down to, she's in Spain getting her master's and the master's program is requiring her to take an internship locally in Spain. And it, it did not fly to count our agency as an internship. So um, with everything that she was already doing with school, her current workload here is way too much for her already. And on top of that, tacking on another internship. So it just didn't seem feasible for her. And it, we, we were all, I'd say we were all pretty torn up about it, but we also um, kind of knew a little going into it. The, hey, I'm going to grad school. It's going to be fine. Like, oh, okay, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anytime you go to grad school and you say it's going to be fine because grad school is not that hard. Well, we knew it was going to be tough because like, I mean, most people who go to grad school in the U.S., they they keep their full time job like I mean, you're already a functional. No way. Yeah. What what grad schools? That's not normal. She's a freak. She's an exception. There's nobody who okay, okay, hold on. goes and get their, gets their master's and quits their full-time job to do that. Business master's, 100%. Oh, yes. okay. I, I agree. Uh, that's, that's Well, this is marketing. Normal. I know. I know. <laughs> but like nobody's in like medical being like, oh, oh I mean. Yeah, for sure. Right. So, Well, I mean, just, they're, they're, they're doing their, um, their internship at, you know, a hospital or whatever. The residency. Yeah. That's what it's called. I say that because my sister did it and she was actually one of the few freaks who did work while doing it. And yeah, it's, she's also wicked smart. So it's, it's different. It's a problem because people sometimes will peripherally, they'll extend that to me and be like, ah, yeah, Cody's wicked smart too. I'm like, I'm not that smart. (laughs) That's, that's not like, thank you. I'm flattered, but no, this is a, this is a whole lot of less sleeping and more effort. So we had a, little party uh zoo, a, a google meet party where we all got on and changed our background images to bikini bottom <laughs> and played uh scribble.io i tried to load jackbox but i realized that my pc doesn't have speakers because i built it and i just haven't bought speakers so there was no way to hear the audio i couldn't like put a microphone up to it and, and have everybody hear it and then also join on their phone or whatever i'm kind so, of surprised that you don't have speakers external speakers yeah, it was just never, I don't know, I, I am too, honestly. <laughs> I'm a little surprised, <laughs> but I'm like, there's a lot of things I'm really cheap on. And like, there, there's things that I just prioritize in my life. But like, I bought, I, I'm waiting for a package to arrive. And they're like, they're 2.7K, 60 FPS Im- image stabilization re- recording glasses with like a little spy camera. Oh, no, yeah. Because I, I plan to wear those under my paintball mask and like record my games in first person. Because I think that'd be cool. We'll see how it works. I'm testing it. But like that's like a prioritization. Like, I'll spend 150 bucks on that, but I won't buy speakers. <laughs> and like also, if you look at my headphones, uh, they one of them has the the little thing. Oh, you lost the Yeah, I lost the other yeah. one. And like like I like grabbed them and like it must have caught on something, but like the little headphone ear piece that like you know is the cushion, it just like disappeared into the void. Like I have no idea. Do you ever like something falls down and you're like that went into a black hole and like it just went into a different dimension and you're like there's i don't know where it went yeah, there's no saving that yeah yeah and i'm like there's there's no vents i'm in the basement there's like no floor vents so i'm like i have no idea where this thing went and so now <laughs> i just stick the raw uh the, like metal 
the earpiece into my Ouch. ear. Well, I guess they you have pets, though. They could have eaten it or something, right? They don't do that. <laughs> they're not like other people's pets. <laughs> they're not. They're different pets. Yeah. They don't eat. Well, I guess Faye does. She she does eat her toys, but man. Um, so Lisa, she's gone though. I yeah. I'm proud of myself for I, I sent that meme from Full Metal Alchemist where <laughs> you, I don't know if you know the reference. But most, I think Eva got it because she said it before, where she's like, "Oh, it's raining." Yeah. No like, way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So just it's an excuse to say if it's raining, then like if you're crying, then you, you can't. Nobody knows or notices because oh, it's just the rain. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't. There wasn't any rain. I was proud of myself because I I took it a lot earlier and got over it. So, yeah, yeah I think a lot, a lot of people just think it's not a huge deal because there's this. I don't know. It feels like this sort of thing has gotten insensitive of, oh, yeah, bosses are awesome. They make all the money. They don't need, they don't have feelings, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, when you're a small business, this stuff is personal. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Uh, anyway. That's all right. Well, hopefully we hear back from her and she wants to come back. Yeah. Uh, but so Cody and I recorded we record our last episode. And I was like, I want to do another one. So we're here doing another one. And this is actually a new topic that I literally threw on a Trello board. Uh, I think it was last night. Yeah, you just told me about it. I didn't even know. I did. I did. I was like, let's just rip because I hear this all the time. And I don't think people know what this actually means. And so Cody threw out the meme like from the Princess Bride where he's like, you keep using that (laughs) word. I do not think you, I don't think you know what you think it means. But it's it's um on the topic of documenting processes and when you say that what does that actually mean like there's there's two instances that i that i hear and see this all over the place and one is people always stress the important of the the importance of documenting your processes but they don't explain like why or what is a process that you need to document and then when do you need to document that process and then the other side of that is when I see like people selling their agency SOPs, which standard operating procedures, or they're like selling their, their processes or like you get free access to their processes. So addressing that second point first, real quick, how, why are you buying a process to something for a service that you don't necessarily sell or haven't defined? Somebody else defined that process for their business. That doesn't mean it's going to work for your business because I bet you that pro- that process that you're buying or you're getting for free includes a paid tool in there somewhere that's either links to an affiliate link or is part of their own program. Are they offering it for free? In some situations, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, so, I mean, eventually, like, I can see, like, us giving that away and just being like, this is what we do for, like, Google Ads. But, like... It's actually, I, I want to make it actually applicable to like local services in general. And like this, this is a good like general process, but you need to still input your own thing. Um, but yeah, that is, I mean, I guess that's one thing I could see is maybe that those procedures aren't perfect or the, the process overview isn't perfect, but it's beneficial or valuable enough to to just say, okay, yeah, I'm going to take this and then work from it. I'll use it as a baseline and then deviate with the personalizations that are needed. Maybe, maybe for some people that's, uh, worth the the time and or money, or if, if they have nothing, if they really don't know if they, you know, 
like they really just don't understand the idea, then maybe they just need to see it so that they do have uh, an idea of what that is supposed to mean or, or look like. Or, or I mean, I guess that's a visual, but I think you wanted to have us talk about what it actually means, right? Because people don't understand. <laughs> and those words are, uh, there's too many words used interchangeably that shouldn't be used interchangeably. Or if you do, then know that it's an accident. I think that the two biggest ones are process and then procedure. And those are two different things. The procedure is the documentation of, <coughs> I like lost my voice there, kind of like died out. It's the, the documentation of a particular task. So it is how to do a thing. So if you, you know, document a procedure, that is how to do something. Higher up from that is the process. And that's the, the flow of time. That's the, the progression of those individual procedures. So you don't write processes or if you do, that's okay. But just know that it's, it's a nuanced thing. It's not going to hurt anything to say it that way, but that's the process is also the flow, right? Or that's what you should know is that you need to also, you need to define those or recognize those things as two separate parts. Um, and I think where most companies go wrong with scaling or attempting to grow, if they, if they're doing it from a similar position to us, which is not cash infused, bootstrapped, um, you're not in a position to, or I guess you, you you want to retain your equity. So you're bringing on newbies who don't have experience and then you're going to train them. Then you, you have to do these things very well. Otherwise the business doesn't do well. Um, then yeah, you, you have to write your own documentation, create your own processes. And that's how you build a successful business, right? Yeah, I I think like a lot of companies who do want to kind of take on the role of um, documenting their processes or procedures, as you as you put it, uh, don't really know what they're documenting. They they typically know why they're like, well, we want to scale, we want people to know how to do this service, but they don't know what they're doing because they haven't defined the procedure. And like when you, when you first start and let's just say you're contracting, you're like, you're, you're, you're giving other contractors, um, a, a procedure to follow. Like this is how, this is our, this is our process. This is how we do ads or do whatever you're delivering. And you want your contractor to deliver it that way. So you have some control of the actual product delivery. Uh, that is a document or something that you have to give them for them to do that. And how you make that document is really contingent of how, you, how well you know your own service. So what we did to define processes and procedures, dude, I don't even know which one to use now. So I'm just going to say <laughs> how to write procedures and then create processes. Yeah. So um, what we did when we created processes was we just did things over and over. And then at a certain point, it kind of became second nature to us. And when we we would do the work. So it's, it's hard because like we're in the trenches and we recognize that a lot of our listeners or first time listeners aren't in the trenches. They're like, you know, hiring people to do things for them. And 
if you keep listening to us, I'm just going to keep assuming that you're going to bring things in house. I was going to say, <laughs> I, at least I want the first part to be to stop doing that, <laughs> to, to accept that you're going to start doing things yourself and, and not just have everybody else do your things. I think but. people get overwhelmed because like, well, good. You well, yeah, well I, I talked to, I mean, I talked to uh, this guy, uh, Jackson and he like, he gets overwhelmed, I think, because like he's he's building WordPress websites, or at least he's hiring people to build WordPress websites. But he doesn't know how to troubleshoot or fix them when 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 and you know, if they break. And it's not hard. You don't have to know code. You don't have to know back end development or anything. But you do have to have a basic level of understanding of how WordPress websites are built. You should have a basic level of understanding of what cPanel is, of what HTML is of plugins of just kind of, you know, general WordPress troubleshooting and all of that information can be found for free on YouTube and Google. And if you're overwhelmed, just know that the solution to your answer is maybe like two hours of Google searching. Yeah. That's the one that what I wanted to add in was, Hey, uh, you know, early on, assuming that you're not doing much, which is okay. Um, just know that your time will be spent learning and that's a time intensive thing. That's a very different thing from just executing services because once you know how to do that, that's very fast. And Jake, Jake, we've talked about this, right? Where something pops up, something comes up where something is broken and then it's, it's frustrating because now we have to go learn that thing and you don't know how long it's going to take to learn that thing. It could be one hour, it could be three hours plus. And that's annoying and frustrating because you just, when everything is streamlined with the process, you're not worried about that. And then you can also accurately predict and project out those things. But especially very early, if you don't know nothing, you don't know any of those things, you're going to have to learn. And that's going to take a long time. And if you don't, then you know, you got you have to find the balance of, when can I learn to a point that it's acceptable to offer the service and not go too far of, okay, I'm not ready yet. I'm not yet. Cause at some point you have to say I'm ready and I'm going to, I'm going to start doing it, but at least do some of it, <laughs> some of it in house instead of outsourcing the whole thing. I, I think it's one thing to, it's, it's also one thing to consider too, that it's, it's really tough to document a process when, or a procedure when you don't, when you're not productized. So if you're like, if you're not productized and everything is hourly based or everything is, you know, um, a custom solution, then your, your procedures are going to look way different to our procedures because Mm -hmm. your procedures are going to be more so like how to set up a Facebook ad when our procedures are how to manage Facebook ads for this package. And Mm -hmm. like, it'll be from like top to bottom. Um, and it's going to be a lot more all-inclusive and it's only, it's going to require very minimal knowledge and, and we could hire anybody to operate that. But when you, when the procedure that you have, what you're doing is you're, is you're documenting, uh, the process on how to do a task where our, we're, we're, we're able to document with, with our productized services is we can document the strategy because we've defined the strategy, uh, for everything. Where if you're not productized, there isn't a strategy for there isn't a set strategy for anything. It's everyone's gonna be a little bit different. And 
so with that, when you're trying to figure out what you define as a process and you're looking to document that procedure, it's the first few times you do this, you're learning. So there's, I think there's two stages. One is there's the, um, your expertise and knowledge in being okay with, or being able to accept clients essentially. And then there's, um, a second part that comes afterwards, which is the time in which, or the, the situation in which it's okay to start documenting that the work that you do. When you first start accepting clients, let's say you get your first client. You can't document your process. I think Marcus said he wanted to do this. He's like, I want to start documenting my, my processes. I was like, you don't even have a client in your niche yet. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have one client. It's an e-commerce client. It doesn't make any sense to document any processes yet because you don't know the the actual like structured path that's going to happen every time. And when we document a process, our procedures are clearly outlined about things that have to happen every single time in order. And on an occasion, we'll throw in things like if if you do this and this doesn't happen, then X. And like when I mean, we just had one, I almost like snapped my compete keyboard in half because I was trying to access one of our host file or uh, I was trying to access our dev site through our host file and it just wasn't working. I was doing everything right. I was troubleshooting it based on our own documentation on how to troubleshoot and it just wasn't working. It didn't even occur to us until like a day later where Cody is like, do you have a VPN on? And lo and behold, I turned the VPN off and it worked. And I was like, that's as simple as it was, but it wasn't in the process because we don't, or the procedure because we don't run into that all the time. Yeah. And so if if you're defining procedures before you even define the process that happens repeatedly, you're going to be editing that procedure like every single day. And if you don't, that procedure is going to look vastly different from when you first do it to when you actually hand it to somebody to go do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad I, uh, for, for something that we just uh, decided to freestyle and pull out of our butts. I've got a lot of notes written down as we started going. So I'm excited about this. Um, yeah. I think that, 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 that position, right. Of I'm new. I want to have procedures. I don't know what I'm doing yet. I'll go back to what I said. I don't know when I said it. It was a while back now. Um, when you start working, just record yourself. The whole thing. I don't care if it's eight hours of work. You've got nothing else to do anyway. You've got nothing else to go off of. So if you're doing something that's new, just open up whatever. I don't care what you're using. Um, we use Google Meet, but you can use Loom. Or I know there's a lot out there now. Just as you're working, do your screen share. And then talk about what you're going through as you're going through it. And then you'll be able to come back to it later and address it. Because if you try to do that from your memory in three months, you're not going to know what you were doing. And you're not going to remember what it was that, you know, where you clicked or what the thing was like. And of course, things will change. It has to be a living document because the UIs of different software will break. And but that's just that's part of life. But I think if you're starting from zero, then that's that's where you start. Once you finally have something and you're beginning with something and you're in there doing the stuff, just record yourself doing it so you can reference it again later. Yeah. Part of this episode came to fruition because I was looking at our own procedures that were changing. And we have this. So we have a procedure to document procedures. And when we were hiring for Angie's role, we, we literally had like, hey, here's our document to document procedures. Like here, here's the outline that you have to follow. And then here's a video of a process that we want you to document. And 
that was like kind of the gate on like how we're going to hire somebody for this role to, to be that procedure documenter. And, um, I, I noticed so part of that procedure documentation is to change the background of that procedure to yellow. So yellow basically means this is a, pro- this is a procedure. Don't mess with it. It's like perfect. But then when, um, Lisa, uh, rest in peace, uh, <laughs> 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 when, when least people who didn't listen to the cold open, are gonna be like, what? <laughs> uh, so, uh, when she went ahead and took it upon herself, when the UI did change for Google ads in the setup to she, she duplicated that she changed the background to pink and then like frost out things that were no longer applicable because of two things. One, the UI changed, And then also because we switched reporting tools and we had to switch to a domain based email for access to, um, Google tools, the email that we had for access to like Google ads had to change to the domain-based email as well. And that was part of that procedure that had to change. Like Cody said, it's a living, breathing document. When something, when one thing changes, it has to change in your document. And it was something that she had already started. We didn't ask her to do it, but it was something that we had to address. And so now, like what Angie's role is, is now going back through that documentation and updating it based on a lot of those changes, but also addressing like new things that are different as well. And, um, but that is... Um, the start to how I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Good. I'm, I'm ready. All, All right. right. Shout out Angie. Um, Angie's new. She's, she's, uh, well, she was originally starting to be our, our just, uh, technical writer. And then we're like, um, we can't, because I, I have to like approve everything. <laughs> to, Cause that's part of the process too, is, in order for things to get the yellow background and then the the gold star of approval and then like a red check or a, a black check mark in the in the process, uh, I need to review it and make sure that it's sanctioned and fully approved. So is it a green check inter- mark or is it a black? I think it's like I thought it was a green check mark. So I noticed. Okay, this I noticed actually was that it depends. <laughs> this is on, how anal we are on our, <laughs> our documentation. It's the important thing is that it's a check mark. I noticed that it's different in different. I don't know if it's different browsers or different um, like Windows versus iOS because iOS, I saw that it was green and I almost brought it up and then I just realized it's a it's a display principle that it j- decides to show differently. It's a it's like a it's like a, a navy blue gray. OK, on, on yeah. So that's what it is for us. But then on Mac, I think it's green, which is weird. But oh. I, that's hmm. we can live with that. That's OK. But what's not OK is if we have new documentation and we're using it internally with the knowledge that or, or the un- assumption that it's OK and approved and it's not. So that's why we have those extra steps, too. So we know that if we're looking at something pink, that's that's missing its gold star of approval, that this is effectively beta documentation. It's better than nothing. We need to have something because something has changed and, and we need to be able to keep moving forward. But for now, you know, uh, as you do it, as you follow along, something might just trail off <laughs> it might be different or something might be missing or something might be broken. Um, that's more likely to happen in that stage. Now, if it happens with the, the formal official stuff, the, the answer is always tell Cody. <laughs> so I can go and take a look and figure out why something's going, what happened, you know, and we can fix it um, as soon as possible. Or I'm going to say, okay, fork it, right? Go make the, go make pink documentation or whatever color you want. 
um, and the more reference that temporarily is needed until we can readdress it, which has happened more and more lately. And that brings me to the other point I wanted to bring up. Uh, what happens when we do something like that, where things are moving too fast that I can't keep up, um, is at least for the time being, right? Because it takes takes time to make somebody an expert on a particular topic where they can um, manage it as well as me with with the things that we've got going on presently. Um, I make a video. So I look into it and everybody, it's a big joke internally of how the videos suck and they're so annoying because it's me staring at a screen for five minutes <laughs> saying nothing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> it's literally like, it's, it's, it's funny because like the actual, like if you were to, to cut everything down into like actionable steps, the video would be like 10 minutes long, Yeah, but they're like an hour long, <laughs> like literally it's like watch Cody think <laughs> in real there's time. A, there's, yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I watch them and I hate this because when we don't have a process documented and you're like, I have a video on this. I'm like, Oh, cause I'm just like, yep. I'm sitting there and it's a lot of you going like, and then we click on this and you go, Hmm. That's not right. <laughs> then you go back. <laughs> so that's I, that's perfect that you said it because that's exactly what I wanted to bring up is you will have companies who say, "Oh yeah, we've got we have documentation or we have a process for this." That's that's what they say. Actually, we have a process for this, and what they mean by that is somewhere there's a video of somebody doing it. Well, great, awesome. I'm I'm glad that the information exists somewhere in a recorded way that can be referenced. But, you know, if if you're Jake, like you just said, and it's something outside of, you know, the typical wheelhouse of what you're responsible for, and you're like, okay, I'll just tag in. I'm going to help out because we've got to get this thing moving and it's okay because I can just follow the process. And then you hear there's a video. It's okay. Well, this is going to take at least four times longer than it could. Right. Yeah. It's yeah. Because it's like, if you could have just told me what to do, it could be 30 minutes, but now I've got to watch the video for an hour or like skip through it and it's going to take me two hours because I'm going to miss the parts that I need. Yeah. I'm going to mess yeah. something up. Yeah. So that's why the written portion is important uh, is to be able to go back and just do it quickly, reference it quickly instead of having to, you know, pay for that time because you're going to be, you're paying for people's time or you're losing it yourself. Um, so the other thing I had was then just, uh, you mentioned about the different kinds of services and, if they're more customized, then you're going to have to write more vague documentation. It's not going to be click here, go here, type in this exactly, blah, 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 blah. And so we have this kind of split at different times, depending on where you're at or what you're working on. And I think a very good example of this is Google ads, where once you get to the Google ads documentation for us, man, it is it is a lot higher up compared to the other stuff that we've done. Because if we said, you know, make this campaign and we're going to detail every click that you do while you do it. No, 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 no. It, it's an, it would be it would take longer to make the campaign that way than if you just learned Google ads. So that stuff is a lot more. It's more of a checklist. It's here. You have to do this here. You have to do this here. And the way that we do that is when there's a newbie, I just train them on how to do those things the first time because they're not very hard. You just have to see it once. And then we do still have the videos to reference if they need them. Uh, but then those portions are just checklists and you have some room for personal judgment and decision on what you think needs to be 
done or what's better or more proper, uh, depending on that particular situation. Um, but, but that's a judgment call and you have to decide, you have to make a decision on where am I going to stop going so deep with click here, type here. And when am I going to go further up and say, okay, the person doing this needs to have a minimum level of understanding on X so that when they're doing this, we don't have to do click, 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 right? It's okay. I understand the the subject matter and now I can uh, just follow along accordingly. I think maybe the similar, a similar example would be um, anybody who at this point in time is putting uh, like Microsoft Word on their resume, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I hope so, right? I, and not to say that that's bad. If, if you have to do that, I mean, that's a, that's a good thing to put on a resume if that's a skill for you, because that's, that's, that's a signal that should be sent uh, that you actually aren't as techie as you could be. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you, if you like, I mean, if you skipped word and you put like, um, like Excel, like if you, if you're, if you're knowledgeable in Excel, I'm going to assume that you're knowledgeable in word. Yeah. Yep. Or you write like Excel advanced, like, okay, cool. I can say pivot table and you're not going to get scared. Or if you write HTML, like, okay, well, I don't have to ask about Microsoft products. Yeah. Yeah, but something like email, right? <laughs> saying saying I I'm skilled in email. Like, uh, okay, good, <laughs> good. I hope so. So that's that's another that goes almost into documentation theory or technical writing theory, um, where when you start writing, you need to think about where you're drawing a line on anybody who reads this, the level of knowledge that they have. Um, and, and the, I'm trying not to go, I don't want to go too deep into it cause I can really geek out over this stuff because I like writing. Uh, but even the individual words that you use, you have to think, uh, if, if somebody who's reading this in English, isn't their first language, is this the best word that I can use here? Can I use something simpler? That's going to get the right idea across. It's really good for our listeners who use contractors who want to like document the processes and, and like have you know, a VA in the Philippines do something like mm-hmm. that's really important too. Like, is it simple? Is it simple English enough to where if it's not their first language, will they understand exactly how you, is the procedure exactly how you want it done? Yeah. So I, I think people like, well, they'll cop out and they'll just be like, well, um, I'm just going to make it as generic as possible then because, and you know, it, if you don't take our advice and you, and you, and you don't truly think about, the the granularity in which your each of your steps need to be that's fine until it's not like until <laughs> like until like things start breaking or you know you're constantly getting pestered from either your contractors or your internal team on like hey like this isn't working um because uh you know a process is broken or something um hold on yeah. one sec. i think about that with google because it was Lisette a few months ago. I think she messaged me and said, hey, did you see the, the new Google Ads redesign? I actually hadn't yet. Um, I was only reminded of this because I went into somebody else's account uh, yesterday. And then I saw it there and I thought, oh, okay. Well, this, this will, it won't break a ton. It'll break a few things though. Because saying something as simple as look in the upper right for the navigation, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Of here's where billing is or that sort of thing. Well, they just moved it. 
right now it's on the left. So uh, it's frustrating, but that's why it's alive. And that's why you have to also stay on top of it. Yeah. I think like being able to add comments and notes into existing documentation is helpful. And then like tagging Cody being like, Hey, this isn't in the upper right anymore. Or like, I can't find this. Like, and then, Oh, okay. Well let's jump on and look, Oh, this is different. This needs to be updated. Mm -hmm. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that's most of what I wanted to say on the importance of documenting processes. And and it's not even the importance of it because we've had an episode on the importance of it and it's, it is important. But I think what gets lost in translation is is why document and how to document and what you're going to document. And um, I mean, there's I can I can name companies that I won't, but like there's a lot of companies out there who they want all their processes documented, but they don't have a procedure for documenting processes, which should honestly come first. Because if you don't have a procedure, all of your all of your procedures are going to look different. If like and an example. Give somebody something to work off of, right? Yeah. Give them the rules, but then show them an example of the rules. Like, um, I wish we had our, I wish I could pull up our rules and just like read them off. Wait, don't we have it? Uh, where is it at? Yeah. Let me get it pulled up. Is it in procedure documentation? Yep. I found it. I found it. I got it. Okay. So I'll, I'll read like the first four. So, and and the title. So the title of it, it says concise description of procedure and title case title. <laughs> um, and then an explanation, it says provide an explanation right here. And then steps, only nest steps to provide further explanation of the same step, period. Uh, two, make nested steps alphabetical, parentheses, use letters instead of numbers for bullets. And then like, there's an example, A, this is a nested step, period. Three, put clickable items in quotes and match the case appropriately, A, period if the button says all caps and quotes start now write that instead of start now in sentence case or start now in all lowercase four put punctuation outside of quotes period a like this and it shows an example of like this in quotes um, and then the period on the outside and then b not with quotes like this with the period inside the quotes like some of these are grammatical but like it's it's just like a consistency thing too, and so um, there's even like step seven. Each step will end each step end each step with a period. Period. So every step has a period at the end of it. And like some of this is like again grammar. Some of it's actual processes and like how the documentation is going to work. But then there's like if everything is the same, it just kind of shows you like the importance of everything being the same. That way you can't tell at Evergrow which document was written by who because it all looks the same and it all sounds the same. But if you work for a company that they're just, they give everybody like free will to document whatever they want, however they want, everything is going to look so different and some people suck at it and you're not going to, you're not going to be able to hand that off to someone new. So we just, we took the personality. There should be no personality in documentation. <laughs> you you add personality into it, and things get confusing, and and it's not um, you know it's not structured. So um, this was this was this was the document that we provided in our application process of like, hey, we this is the document we provide, and then there was a video along with it, and basically said, watch the video and provide a document that's concise about that video. So. Someone had to watch the video for like 30 minutes. I don't know how long it was. Maybe it was like less than that. But um, 
obviously in their documentation, they cut out all the steps that weren't necessary. So like things that they didn't need to click on, maybe there was a mistake in the video and they're like, oh, that wasn't it. Well, don't put that in the document. And then the document becomes like this half page sheet of the steps, whereas the video was like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it takes a, a special kind of brain, I guess, to uh, or a certain level of detail to be comfortable with the, the writing portion, at least. But I think the important thing to remember when you're reading it is that you have a full spectrum of people with various attentions to detail reading it so that, you know, if you if you don't have those things outlined, <laughs> like, hey, here's how you do the the punctuation in this case, or here's when to nest things. If you don't do that, you're gonna have people reading it and, you know, about to have an aneurysm because they're like, what is going on? Why is where there's no logic? What is, you know, and, and it might be something big or it might be something little. And you can come back and say, look, it's if, if you were able to accomplish the goal, then it's fine. If you if you did what we needed you to do, then it's acceptable. And that's that's OK, too. That's that is all really that matters in the end. But uh, I also I pointed out to the team a lot, too, where I just say that 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 is the stuff that sets the the upper level experts apart from just everybody else is. Do you have the extra attention to professionalism? Are you noticing those things and, and doing those things consciously instead of just having those be accidents? I think that example of the the nested step is a perfect one because when people who don't know anything about it go in and start trying to do something like this and they think, wait, is this the next step? Is this, is this the next step or is it just, am I explaining something about the previous step? Well, if you don't think about that at all, then you end up with 99 steps <laughs> and it's not 99 steps. It's actually only maybe 20 steps and you just need to clarify a few things and uh, you, you need to outline and explain those things. Otherwise, yeah, it, it, it raises my blood pressure, right? I'm waiting. I'm waiting for us to release this to the public and just be like, this is our free like thing. And then like everywhere you go, like you see the same documentation. outline. <laughs> I would love it. I'd be happy. <laughs> Yeah, but there might be something like, you know, like it out there. All right. That's when uh, it's funny. Angie studied this in, in college. She studied technical writing. So um, when we started working on stuff together, I told her, hey, I don't have a technical writing background technically. Right. Uh, I've done a lot of writing. I've researched a lot of writing. And for a while I was in the writing program, but I am not the the technical writing background. So these rules I've decided because they bother me. So if there's other people out there who are the the supposed experts or the pros and they have other things, please tell me. I want to know. I, like, I want to know and maybe we integrate those things. But if not, this is what I've decided, at least in the meantime, because I, I don't have a background and um, I, I know enough to know that it, it bothers me. And I think that's it's also kind of funny. Uh, <laughs> Maybe, maybe it's one of those things where like we, like when we, you know, launch our courses or whatever, like we don't, we don't give away like our, our procedures because they're specific to us and they're not applicable to you. And it's only going to put you, set you in the wrong direction. But like things like this is what we give away, like how to document your procedures, because it doesn't matter what you do or how you do it or what niche you're in. This is agnostic with, with, um, you know, documentation. Yeah. I remember when I worked at Walmart, I once had to look at their 
I think they called them SOPs, right? Standard operating procedures. Uh, and I, it was comical. Like it was, it was so, cause the company's so big that they need a SOP for everything. And they, I mean, in the nicest of ways, they need to make them as dumb as possible. Um, why is that? <laughs> so, uh, I think it was something about like mopping or cleaning something up and it had an estimated, um, time, like a time estimate on how long it should take you to mop something. It was, it was all just very funny. <laughs> like wow. to think that okay yeah i guess uh, some people might need to know how long it should take them to to mop up a spill when i worked at home depot in college i um uh was on a, a reach truck which is basically like a, a cut in half forklift and there's no seat you stand up on it <laughs> and i and in the, the the there's no steering wheel it's like you turn this dial to turn so it, it pivots like really fast and I was in the building materials section and I turned a corner too fast and my, my fork punctured roofing tar, like a, like oh. a, yeah, like a 10 gallon bucket of roofing tar. And that roofing tar went everywhere, all over the aisles. And <laughs> my shift ended in 10 minutes. <laughs> I didn't leave for like three hours. <laughs> That's brutal. <laughs> because I had to sit there and clean up that roofing tar. And like to this day, if you like, the, the the most most of that stuff got like cleared out it's been what, 10 years since this happened that most of that stuff got cleared out so like the main aisles it's no longer there but if you pull that roofing tar out and you look like underneath the racks you can still see some of that um that tar there <laughs> like leftover jake <laughs> it was so bad when you were uh, growing up if you did something like that like spilled milk or you know dropped a pop was it a big deal was it an issue in your family for me, it was not for my parents. I think like I remember dropping the milk and I remember like being so defeated and upset with myself and like crying. I was, I, mean, I, was, I was like 16, 17. Um, <laughs> just kidding. No. <laughs> like, I was going to go with it. Like, hey, it's okay. No, no, like, we all got uh, things. No, I was, a, I don't know, like six or seven, maybe. Um, I'd been upset with myself and my, I remember my mom just being like, it's not that big of a deal. It's just milk. Like, we'll clean it up. But like, I think she also recognized that like I was, I was very upset with myself. Mm-hmm. I remember one time it was, I dropped the, uh, it was the last TV dinner. It was a chicken nugget one. And I was super excited and I put it on the microwave. It was hot and I dropped it and it like fell on its face. That was, that was the, probably the, probably the worst day of my life. Honestly. <laughs> it was like kid cuisine or something. Yeah, it was. It was yeah. dinosaur nuggets. Those are good. They're brownies. I had one a while back. The brownies are, they were the best and they're still the best. Mm, mm-hmm. I think my favorite kid was, I mean, my, my favorite one is always the pizza. It's always going to be pizza. Nah. Okay. Ask me, ask me if it was a big deal. Was it a big deal in your house? Yeah, it was a huge deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's taken me a long time to rewire my brain to, to know that it's not a big deal. But yeah, military household, it was just like, wow, way to start World War Three. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And it it was hard at first because uh, Jenny will say it too. She'll just say it herself. She'll say, I I trip up more than Cody, more frequently than Cody because he's been self conditioned to (laughs) through fear to not do even minor mistakes. And I've gotten better over time. But uh, and now I'm, I'm, I would argue almost better than her in some cases because she'll do something like that and then she'll get frustrated. I'm like, 
hey, nobody cares. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there's there are no ramifications to this. Everything's totally fine. It's weird because my I grew up in a military. Like my dad was in the military, and I I grew up in that kind of. It was a stricter household, I guess, for him. But my parents are divorced, so I got like both worlds, and I I grew I grew up with like the um, the looser mindset of my my mom. So I I don't have like I get I I'm more self defeated than anything than like you know f- afraid or like conscious of repercussions of things. I don't want to let people down. I think that's my thing. Yeah. And so well, that's not a bad thing. Just don't yeah, but it, up it's, too much. it's it's to a fault though i think because i am that became a people pleaser and now like uh, i you know I, my schedule is so full and i was like can you help me with this i'm like yeah of course and then i like, really can't yeah and like overwhelmed. you know you get the benefit because i help you but then like i'm at home crying because well, i don't I, have time it, it that's the the, it, the infinitive you but if you're saying you as in me actually me then it it comes back to me because i'm like oh Jake's in trouble. <laughs> oh, is, is he an infinitive you? Like people who message me on Facebook, they're like, do you have time for a quick call? And I'm just yeah. like, sure. But I don't. Yeah. When so. I see it, though, I, I do notice that or I recognize it. And that's why I, sometimes I'll take it. And I'm like, like, it's like leave Brittany alone. I'm like, leave Jake alone. <laughs> <laughs> He'll say yes. And he can't. He shouldn't. Yeah. That's uh, that's because I want to make people happy. Then why am I such a dick online? I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> To people I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm gonna. We're going to end this because I got to pee real yep. bad. We're good. So We talked right. about it. Everybody, um, thanks for listening. If you got any questions, documentation, uh, let us know. If we didn't cover something that you know you have a dying question about, um, let us know. Again, this was kind of off the cuff, so we could have missed some important details. But um, anyways, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. See you.